What if our games were 100% about combat? What might that look like? How might we benefit? And would the rest of the hobby community judge us as munchkins? If you say Rescuers, my name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost roleplaying hobby. Ever since I can remember, a big part of my hobby experience has revolved around combat, martial and magical combat against the foes of our characters. When I was a teenager, the older gamers called me a munchkin and accused my games of being focused too much on combat and not including enough exploration or character interaction. The interaction sometimes erroneously being referred to as role-playing. Today I'm asking, what's wrong with combat-focused gaming? This is Season 9, Episode 17, Combat-Only Gaming. Last year... Or was it the one before? Hmm. Uh, Sometime over the past two years, I took part in a series of games that were entirely focused on combat. For example, my friend Bob invited me to play a game in his combat arena using the Fantasy Trip. At home, I was playing solo arena games too, pitting various characters against goblins, other similar non-player characters, large animals such as bears, and even running myself a fight against a dragon. For me, the fun was in playing the tactical combat without all the other trappings of the role-playing game. But some people would say I was just playing a skirmish war game, not a role-playing game. Combat alone? Surely that's not real role-playing, is it? First of all, let's remind ourselves of what role-playing actually is. As the angry GM explains it, quote, Here's the deal. An RPG is about choice. That's what makes an RPG an RPG. Players project themselves into the minds of characters in another world and they make choices. Those choices have outcomes, they have consequences, and from that a game emerges. And I'm not going to deny that. Choice is the single most important aspect of every RPG. It isn't story, it isn't challenge, it isn't imagination. At the heart of every RPG, is the freedom to choose and the promise that choices have consequences. End quote. I like that definition because it cuts out all of the crap that tends to accumulate around the question of what makes a role-playing game a role-playing game. RPGs are about choice. You take on a role 
what one British exam board defines as, quote, the function assumed or part played by a person or thing in a particular situation, end quote. You take on a role and you make choices from the standpoint of that role. Choices have consequences and, as Angry suggests, from those a game emerges. Sometimes your choices involve interaction with other characters in the world in which you are playing. You might choose to interact in first or third person, but you are interacting nonetheless. Just because a player is interacting in first person and acting the role with a different voice, body mannerisms, and even a set of clothes or other props doesn't make it anything other than an interaction. Role-playing is when, during that interaction, you make a choice in role as the character. In other words, you are thinking more like the character in the situation and less like yourself, where you really are in the world. That is role-playing. Interaction, just as much like exploring a space or hitting something or climbing something, interaction is one set of choices you can make. What makes it interesting isn't only what you choose to do, although actions are inherently going to lead to outcomes and outcomes are generally interesting, not only what you choose, but also how you choose to do it. Method matters as much as decision. This is especially true in interactions. Bribing the guard versus flirting with the guard is qualitatively different. Thus, in a role-playing game, you play the role of your character and make choices. Choices about what you do or say, and choices about how you do or say it. It is no less a role-playing game when the situation is a combat scene. You face a challenge, a physical threat, and you must decide how you will survive it. Combat is role-playing too. You are asked to make choices, and those choices are meaningful because... Most of the time, the stakes are the highest that stakes can be for the character. It's potentially life or death. How we fight is interesting. What approach we take matters. This is just as true of exploring a location. It's true of interaction. But please, stop calling interaction anything other than what it is. Interaction between characters. Role-playing is when we are making meaningful choices in the role of our character. When it stops being role-playing is when the reasons for your character's decisions, actions and methods isn't driven by the role you are inhabiting. If you are playing as yourself and everyone knows this, then yes, you are role-playing. You are placing yourself into a different set of circumstances and playing out the decisions and consequences. This can be fun. Where I believe role-playing stops is when the decisions are not driven by the role. When what we do is decided for us by the mechanisms of the game, or where we stop making decisions that are based on the perspective of the character in the described situation. It's a fine, blurry line. Often we can't tell when we've crossed over into playing instead of role-playing. If something other than the perspective of the role you're playing is driving the decision-making, are you really still role-playing? My advice is to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and focus on your own role. Are you thinking in character? I find it helps to speak in character, first person, but your mileage may vary. The key 
is to make decisions, declare actions, tell the game master what you are doing and how you are doing it, all from the perspective of your character. And from there, it's adjudication time. The next issue is whether playing a game that is a series of combats is inherently bad, wrong fun. In other words, the issue is when gamers start trying to make play choices into moral choices. I don't believe in any one true way of role-playing, and so I'm going to assert first that play choices are not, as a rule, moral choices. There is no bad, wrong way to play. You're even allowed not to role-play and simply play, game with no regard for the role you are supposedly inhabiting if you choose. From there, I want to assert that as long as the combat scene involves meaningful decisions made from the perspective of the character, then yes, just like any other scene, it's still role-playing. Goriel is in an arena with a goblin warrior. They are charged with fighting to the death. Yes, I could choose as Goriel not to fight the goblin. The goblin might, at the behest of the game master, also choose not to fight. Those possibilities exist in a role-playing game. We could decide to sit down in the sands and talk. The crowd might be jeering us and throwing things, but we can make those choices. As players, some of us enjoy fight scenes, especially if the game we are playing has grounded and detailed enough rules to make fighting one-to-one interesting. And here is a first distinction. Your favourite role-playing game might not be designed for one-on-one arena combats. Dungeons & Dragons was designed to accommodate combats between half a dozen or more player characters and fair-sized mobs of monsters. Thus, D&D abstracts combat. An attack is adjudicated as roll 1d20 and try to equal or beat the armour class of the target. It doesn't generally matter how you attack the goblin in D&D. You just declare the attack. That speeds up group play and larger size mob fights. It's boring to play a one-on-one fight. Well, at least I think it is. But D&D wasn't designed for that. The fantasy trip was designed for one-on-one arena combats. It began as melee, a set of fantasy rules for playing one-on-one or small group arena combats. Wizard added magic and, well, wizards. The fantasy trip adds into the labyrinth to expand your options and encourage exploration and interaction within your role-playing experience. You learn to explore dungeons, for example, and you gain more interesting abilities suited to not-arena fight situations. You might judge the fantasy trip as incomplete without Into the Labyrinth, and you'd be wrong. Malay is a complete game. It's a skirmish war game that also encourages you to roleplay, to enter the mindset of your character and make choices based on that character's ways of thinking. You could play it either way. I prefer to roleplay with Malay, which is an interesting point. As mentioned earlier, you can play a role-playing game without actually role-playing. You can pretend to play Goriel Swiftfoot, thief and adventurer, but make all the decisions as Che Webster, teacher and podcaster. 
You don't have to think like Goriel to play. And in fact, it's perfectly valid to even play the role of yourself in a role-playing game because role-playing means playing the role and you can continue to play one of the roles you play every day in the real world. My point is it doesn't matter which system of games you've got, you can basically absent yourself from the role-playing easily. Role-playing games rules can't litigate for you playing in character, in role. That, that is actually a methodological convention. We make up a character and then we role-play their decisions, their choices. It's an assumption of the rules that this is the method of play. But anyway, back to the arena. Goriel knows he needs to kill the goblin to be released from prison. The crowd needs pleasing and the lord is watching. The goblin is weedy looking and has a dagger in hand, just like Goriel does. What do you want to do, Goriel? Mithras is another game, but it has detailed combat designed to give us meaningful choices in one-on-one -on -one combat. GURPS can offer this kind of combat too, and so do many more games designed over the past 45 or so years. If I have a set of rules that offer interesting tactical choices in the fight, then I can meaningfully choose different actions. Goriel can stab at his goblin enemy with the dagger. In D&D, whether that's the stab at the belly or the stab at the neck is basically purely narrative detail. Roll 1d20, beat the AC of the goblin. But in Mithras, for example, I rolled 1d100 under Goriel's combat style skill and the goblin can try to parry me with his dagger or evade me by diving out of the way. If I beat the goblin's skill, if Goriel is faster, slicker, more skilled, then instead of the blow going to a random body location, I can choose to stab the goblin in the neck. I choose their head location and roll damage, applying it to the head. In GURPS, it's different in that the neck is a location itself and it's harder to hit the smaller neck area. So my roll takes a hefty penalty, but my point is simple. There are meaningful choices to be made about how Goriel attacks the goblin. With a dagger in Mithras, instead of aiming for a location, I could instead choose to, say, impale the goblin for more damage and other interesting consequences like risking getting my dagger stuck in his torso. Most people's objections to combat-only games arise from the sequence of combats not being interesting to them. But they're not playing. I am playing, and I like challenge in my games. I like tactical combat. I enjoy the visceral bone crunch that some game rules can offer me. When I choose to play out Goriel vs. the Goblin as my evening of play, that is something I enjoy. It's not bad or fun because someone else doesn't enjoy it. That would only happen if I made them play when they don't want to, and I can't make them do anything. The problem arises when we don't talk about what we want from our games. If you don't enjoy tactical combat, then for goodness sake tell me before you sit at our table, because my Mr. game on Monday nights is played using Mithras Classic Fantasy's rules, and they're pretty good at making combat choices meaningful one-on-one. -on -one. Of course, if the fight scenes are not one-to-one, -one, then Mithras and GURPS and other games are much slower than D&D. If you just want to know who won, which side wins, and how much resource got used up in the fight, well, then D&D is a good choice for your rule system. 
If you care about realistic wounds, fatigue effects, how long it takes to reload a bow, and other such details, well, D&D turns out to be a poor choice. Goriel and his five friends versus 20 goblins is much easier to resolve in D&D, but the abstraction lessens the importance of the details in the scene. It's like a quick montage that summarises the fight rather than a detailed action sequence in which we see every cut, thrust and block. And that's fine if that's what you want and you enjoy. For me, rolling 1d20 every 5 to 15 minutes is boring. Every roll adjudicates the same test, almost regardless of circumstance. Almost, of course, because circumstance might modify the roll with advantage or disadvantage, and I get to roll 2d20 and choose the best or the worst, respectively. Hmm. In GURPS, when the goblin hits Goriel and wounds him, Goriel suffers pain and his actions are all modified for one second of the fight, because the fight is played out second by second instead of D&D's six-second abstraction. Because of that, it matters. Pain matters in GURPS. And that is interesting to me in a one-on-one arena fight. So please, stop telling people that too much combat is bad wrong fun. Too much interaction or too much exploration can feel like bad wrong fun too, you know, if you're the player who doesn't enjoy those things. They're the secret. Well, stop judging everyone else and focus on figuring out your own appetites for play. And then admit to those preferences. Tell others what you like. Play with people who either like what you like or are willing to include what you like. My thesis is that you can have a pretty good session, even a good campaign, which is based around fighting. Especially if you pick a really good set of detailed combat rules. What are the benefits of combat-only gaming? First of all, combats are discrete units of play. We can play short sessions with one fight in the arena, have a really good time, blow off some steam, and that's enough. Secondly, we can play games designed to entertain us with the combat rules that they offer. We don't have to settle for abstraction if we enjoy detail. We can do this, and it feels fun because it emphasises the meaningful choices we make in the arena, or the cave, or wherever. Thirdly, the consequences are simpler. In real-life days of stress and tiredness, gaming combats lets us roleplay without having to track complex webs of intrigue or deep world knowledge. We can just stab the goblin with the knowledge that killing it is what the lord and the crowd wants. There are fewer complications. Now, someone is bound to say this will get boring. Maybe so. That's not a reason to never play in this style. Let's be clear. I am not advocating always playing combat scenes. Never exploring or interacting. Not at all. I am saying let's allow ourselves to enjoy a good fight, even a sequence of fights, if that's what we have an appetite for. 
I am suggesting that you can have a pretty good game that is combat only. You could even have a pretty good campaign. You don't only have to play that one game, however. It's just something you can choose to have on the menu. Back in the day, I was criticised for playing with a group in dungeon crawls that were basically simple sequences of fights, traps, tricks and treasures. Bust in the door, kill the monsters, get their treasure. It was fun to us. But other people, usually older gamers, called us munchkins and they said that we were spoiling their hobby. Degrading their hobby, I remember one guy saying to me at the gaming store. This is, of course, ridiculous because we weren't playing with them. How could our dungeon crawl affect their detailed world exploration or political intrigue? No, they were judging us. They were telling us our brand of fun was bad. And people still do this. I believe that in the realm of role-playing games, I should be free to play a combat-focused game without judgement, in the same way that I should be allowed to play a detailed world exploration game or a political intrigue game without judgement. More than that, there are times when that is what I enjoy more. Combat. I enjoy it more than anything else. And of course, there are times when combat, usually when the rules are not designed to emulate a combat with meaningful choices, when that becomes dull to me. Roll 1d20 beat the AC makes me yawn. But that's okay because I can just not play D&D. That's my choice. When I might play D&D is when the combat isn't the focus of things. Or when the combat is part of the game, but the group is big and there's lots of monsters and we just want to play quickly because our session time is limited. Whatever your choice is, it's just as valid as mine. Now, combat is fun to people like me. Arenas are interesting situations where I can explore tactical choices, where I can roleplay as a cunning warrior. With the right set of rules, these games are made even more exciting for me. And sometimes, that's just how I like to roll, to blow off some steam of an evening. Anyway, whatever you choose, game on. And that's about it for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks also to TJ Drennan for the music. Thanks to Anchor for airing and distributing the podcast. And thanks to the Roleplay Rescue patrons gathered together via patreon.com slash RPG Rescue. If you have questions, please feel free to drop me a message via anchor.fm slash RPG Rescue or email your sound recording directly to hello at rpgrescue.com. I do like to play listener calls and gather them together into bonus episodes so that I can answer the questions people ask. Anyway, I'll be back next weekend and I wish you all the best in the meantime. I'm Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. Game on. <laughs>